in the last episode of On The Ground, episode 11 of season 3. We've gathered three employees, Jaylene, Jade and Vanessa, to share how do they find their social circles and how long it took. By the way, if you've forgotten who they are, or you're just dropping by for this episode, here's a snippet of all three of them introducing themselves. I'm currently working in Express VPN as a product designer where I design for my company's app and website. That's Jalen, by the way. Here's Jade. Hi, I'm currently an analyst at Google and previously I was at Grab. And here's Vanessa. Hello, I'm Vanessa and I'm currently working as a product specialist at Google. Um, I've had a 12-year-long career both across Singapore as well as Shanghai. In this episode, We'll talk about how Jade and Vanessa found their early wins. If you're short of time, we've summarised it at the very end. But first, our partners. Assemble is a group of Telegram channels that focuses on bringing communities together with just a smartphone and the internet. If you're looking for your next gig and want to find a quick job out there, they can connect you to the right employers. Just follow them on Telegram at SGQuickJobs. Link is in the description. Oh, by the way, if you're looking to advertise in any of their channels, we're working together and can produce for you both a Telegram shoutout and a podcast package. Just drop us an email at onefootin at oneupmediapodcast.com. Email is also in the description. Now back to One Foot In. Ever heard of the early wins concept? You probably did. But if you didn't, it just means to achieve a quick task or deliverable that quickly checks the tick box in your company that you're worth your salary. Early wins are the jab before you deliver your cross that makes your entire business unit remember your name, at least in theory. We'll follow Jade's challenges in her previous role in Grab before understanding how she delivered her jab and cross. But if you're interested, we've actually asked all of them the core challenges in their current role as well. We've kept that at the end of the podcast. But for Jade, when she was an analyst in Grab, it was simplifying the technical complexities. So the analytical work is definitely kind of solving puzzles, I would say, like using my technical, technical skills like SQL or like charting uh, to make sure that I can present the output in a digestible way for the business teams to make informed decisions. So uh, an example could be like we have uh, an operating indicator that we keep ourselves accountable to. So how do we track against them on a quarterly basis, monthly basis, or even weekly basis? Uh, what are some of the biggest opportunities or levers uh, to unlock the re revenue benefits and how can we do that in the most efficient way. I think in my role, there's a lot of creative solutioning. Like a lot of times, it's not one straight line to get to the outcome. Like there are many different ways that you can land. Uh, and sometimes it's a little bit more about around the narrative than uh, actual numbers. At that time in Grab, they were still rapidly growing as a startup, which you can imagine would be messy operations wouldn't be standardized in most scenarios, which also means that it wouldn't be automated. For her, it was an opportunity to make an early win. Ops has always been one way to establish that 
early win because it's a low hanging fruit, right? It's the hygiene that business need. Uh, and sometimes it's hard or very time intensive for people to build it. So with analytics, sometimes you can automate or make it a little bit easier or synthesize the facts so that it's, it is it's shown in a more digestible way. And that has always been my like kind of entry point uh, to work uh, before working on more like strategic or like more complicated projects. This simple automation would have given her time and space to deliver her cross in a feature that you might be familiar with. Just grab prices. So that was a super new concept. We didn't know what it was, like what it was, what was the pricing model, what was the product trying to do. Uh, so I worked with the marketeer then and we, we spoke to like products, spoke to legal, uh, and we launched this huge marketing effort. We wanted to showcase that Just Grab is going to be cheaper than taxi fares uh, on average. So this was when we first launched. Uh, there was a huge marketing campaign and it was going to be on at the billboards of all of the CBD. So what I did was uh, actually using live fares, I calculated what the average fare was on taxi and the average fare was on Just Grab and we published it on the billboard and these numbers would change live according to the latest rides that were taken in Grab. So I would I would say that was one of my proudest moments because I was marrying uh, something technical, like using my technical skills and showing it uh, and having it being part of a marketing campaign. Without Jade's early win to create the time and space, she wouldn't be able to fully deliver the cross. Early wins are so important at every level, even for someone as experienced as Vanessa. For her, she found an early win in a similar operational element in her role, which was the documentation of client satisfaction. Hi everyone, it's Greg here. Yes, I'm a living person. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but if One Foot In was any help to you, could you quickly give us a 5-star rating on Spotify? We'll add 10 seconds of awkward elevator music while waiting. Thanks so much! Awesome, you're the best. Now, back to One Foot In. What's interesting about Google is that obviously we put customers first, right? Actually, any, in any, I think in any sales organization, in any good sales organization, you put the customer first. So understanding that and being able to demonstrate that what I was doing is um, bringing value to the customer um, was my way of securing an early win. So um, one of the things I did was consultations with clients, right? And I realized that in the past, actually nobody documented how we did this. Nobody followed up with the customer and nobody really had that close feedback loop of telling management as well as other salespeople, hey, this is what the client said. And they're very happy with what the feedback was or they were very happy with the consultation that we, we gave them, right? Um, something very small like that uh, helped me to secure a very early win. Um, and even though it was something very simple, I think it was something that is something that I consistently applied to all my other future projects and all my other future clients, even if I um, was only working with them for a very short period of time, the feedback loop is important. In summary, what we are learning from both is that early wins are a marriage of knowing what you're good at and what people seem to overlook or avoid. 
For Jade, it was automation married with the annoying but essential operational elements that her team dislike. While for Vanessa, it was her copywriting prowess from her agency experience with the operational elements of client servicing. If Jade, Jalen, or Vanessa inspired you and you want to stay connected with them but feel awkward to do so, we can help bridge the gap for you. Just follow these three steps. First, post this episode's link on your LinkedIn. Second, in that same post, tag any one of them. Their LinkedIn is in the description section. And remember to tag us as well at number one foot in podcast. And me, I'm Greg. Yes, I'm a living person. And my LinkedIn is in the same section as well. I'll help comment on the post to breach you with them. Thank you for listening to One Foot In Podcast. We've come to the end of On The Ground for Season 3. Just one more thing before you go. Coincidentally, Jalen, Jade and Vanessa also shared with us how they improved both analytically and creatively. But we didn't quite know how to fit it into the podcast episode. As such, we could send you the summary if you're interested. But could we ask for your help as well? Share our podcast Spotify link on LinkedIn to share with your connections if this podcast helped you. Feel free to tag me as well. I love to meet our listeners. It's been a pleasure to bring this season to life. There's still one more episode to the end of season three. Hope to see you there. Thank you for staying all the way to the end. As promised, we'll share the challenges for Vanessa and Jalen's role as well. For Vanessa, her problem was a little more existential to identify the value that a creative has to the team. But first, our partners. With Career Tracks by Talent Tribe, figure out which career path is right for you, how to break in, and how to succeed in them. Whether you're starting out in your career, trying to get a career switch, or just looking to get better in the career path that you're on, you'll find practical advice, insider tips, and hear industry professionals share their personal career journeys. This includes product management, management consulting, data analytics, SEO, inside sales, and over 100 other career paths. Experience career tracks for yourself and learn more about their upcoming webinar. Link is in the description. Glens.com is a great website to connect you to your dream company. With over 1.5 million professionals connected to over 30,000 companies so far. If you are a business owner, Glins also offers recruitment services and offshoring solutions. So go check out glins.com, that is G-L-I-N-T-S dot com. Now back to One Foot In. I'll talk about this in the context of my previous role um, as a creative development lead um, in the team. So for context, right, I think the challenge is um, in this role, or, or rather in this organization, you have to help higher management understand the value of what a creative person brings to the table. Um, and a creative person in Google, a lot of times our value is very invisible. It's not immediate. We don't bring in the million dollar deals like the salespeople do. Um, and at the same time, we're a super small team. So... I think for management, sometimes it feels like, eh, these guys, what the hell are they doing, right? Are they actually helping us bring in more money? Are they like, you know, making our clients more delighted in their engagements with Google? Are they making our products better? I think these are the questions that management will think about. Um, and at the same time, I think 
from our client's perspective, we are supposed to be helping them spend more effectively on Google over time. So the salespeople will obviously um, do the sale, right? And then after that, we come in to kind of help from a, you can almost imagine it like an after-sales perspective, but within the category of creative only. So um, I think the challenge here is that if you understand creative, um, it's like art, right? And I like to go back to this analogy a lot. Everyone interprets art differently. Um, and I'm not just talking about the Van Gogh or Monet art that you see in the museum. Um, it applies even for the same, like, you know, YouTube ad that like 5 billion people see. All 5 billion people will interpret it differently. Um, or a display banner that you see when you're scrolling on social media or on a website, right? Everybody would have a different interpretation. Um, and everybody will have a different takeaway or feeling when they see it. So I think um, given that context, the analytical challenge that comes with it is how do you make sense of the metrics or the advertising media metrics that come with it, right? Um, not just from your customer's perspective, but also from um, management's perspective. So if you have so much data that's available right as with all digital media how do you connect back how do you connect that back to that creative asset so the video or the image itself i think that's also kind of the crux of the analytical challenge because we work with so much data it's really really a lot of large data sets um i think it's almost like you have so many things to say but what exactly is the thing that you need to say that makes sense so that's one thing. And I'll give an analogy, right? So um, I think machine learning and, and also the advancement of digital media gives us a lot of data. And now we can say things like, or now we can have observations from the data on things like, hey, it seems like a lot of the top performing videos have purple color. Um, or for example, like, hey, Squid Games is very, very in recently. And we see a lot of top advertising video content that have Squid Games element in it perform very well. But if you tell your client more Squid Games equals top performing, it's not really going to make sense for them. I think you need to be able to contextualize that in the sense of their business, in the sense of that piece of creative asset, whether it's a video or an image that they're doing, um, and then kind of package that and connect that to tell them, okay, therefore, this is what you need to do next. I think a lot of companies or a lot of people are very good at the observation point. More Squid Games equals top performing. But very few people can say more Squid Games equals top performing. This is what we're observing. And therefore, you need to do A, B, C, D. So having these numbers and data to paint that story and then piecing it together, connecting that dots, I would say that's the analytical component and the difficulty um, in my in, in my role. For Jalen, as a designer, it is integrating on the multiple stakeholder comments. I'm a product designer, so I face quite a few creative challenges in my role. And one of the biggest challenges I constantly face is getting too much feedback from too many people. Uh, design is quite subjective, so sometimes you get negative feedback about your design decisions that can dent your confidence. 